Welcome to the Leader in Red podcast, a podcast for millennial women who work the nine to five, want to feel confident in the workplace, lead effectively, and be recognized for their hustle. I'm your host, Natalie Hansford. Make sure to go follow my Instagram page at Your Leader in Red for some inspiration and real talk. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning back in. I am sitting down on a Sunday and actually it's the Super Bowl today, so I'm going to be trying to get a lot of my work done. I've been starting an online program for my business, so I'm going to get a lot of that done and I'm really excited about it because there's lots and lots to come in the new year and continued, which is really exciting for myself. And then I'm going to enjoy the Super Bowl I don't really honestly watch football, but my boyfriend really, really, really wants to go to a nearby bar and celebrate and watch because he's super into football. So that's what I am going to do. And that is my day. So I wanted to jump on here and I wanted to talk about a topic that I actually posted on my Instagram this past week. And the reason why I posted it is because I was in a super low mood and I was dealing with a employee conflict and I just kind of wanted to like release some of that anger. Now, the po- the <laughs> now before I get into too much detail about it, the episode is basically about privilege and assumption of privilege. And basically what I said in my post is that obviously I've been an HR professional for a couple years and several years now. And I know the difference between hard workers and workers that just simply don't care. And as much as you try and make yourself not care that they don't care, it affects you and your motivation and your drive within the company. And it doesn't just affect yours. Usually, usually affects more than one person. So I wanted to talk about this and basically I said that it's an absolute vibe killer and some of the things that I've learned along the way is you're never truly going to be able to see someone's someone else's perspective. You're not going to understand what they're going through, why they're having a bad day or a bad month or a bad year and why they're acting that way. And you can control your hard work and your own success and your actions, but you can't control theirs and try not to let their toxicity ruin your day. And as I was posting this, I got several DMs just kind of having a vent from your point of view, because obviously you guys are dealing with this too. And I thought it'd be really good to have a podcast about it and give you some ideas and methods on how to cope with this negativity in the workplace. And honestly, sometimes this negativity is once in a blue moon from this employee, but really I'm kind of talking about the employees that every single day they come into work with a bad mood. Maybe you don't get along with them very well. Maybe there's a reason, maybe there's not a reason. So I wanted to kind of give you guys some tips on how to cope with this because we've all been there. We've all gone to work and maybe haven't really got along with someone or you think that you are, and I I use the word think very strongly, that you're working harder than them. I have a really bad toxic trait of myself that... I work really hard and when I see that other people aren't quote unquote working as hard as me, I get super upset, especially if we're all trying to get to the same goal. So if I'm working with like teammates and I don't see that they're giving as much effort as myself, even though I do go above and beyond, 
then I get really upset and I get demotivated and it gets in my gears. I get kind of negative about it. And I've over the past couple of years really been able to cope with that. So that's why I did do that post because at one point I was really upset throughout a day. And then I kind of refreshed, relaxed my mind. And then I developed that post. So again, let's get right into the podcast. So I'm going to go right into the coping methods, what to do, and how to make sure that your day is just going to get better with time and you're not going to let someone affect your everyday life. Um, And then I will get into questions because I've had a lot of DMs recently and I haven't had questions in my podcast forever. So I thought I would incorporate that into this podcast as well. Okay, so the first thing that I always recommend when you're dealing with a negative coworker or someone that you maybe don't really necessarily get along with is the first things first is try and manage your reactions. And I know that is so much easier said than done, but how to handle your triggers. What are your triggers? What are your pet peeves? And know what is going to happen and try to manage that. So whether that's through making sure you're doing some meditation every morning or trying to get past the fact that this person keeps wearing orange and you don't like the color orange. If you understand how to handle and manage your triggers, you're most likely not going to snap when that thing happens. So you can only control your own actions and you can't control anyone else's. So if you know that they're going to wear orange every day and you don't like the color orange, and I know that's a that's a petty example, but it's the only example that came to my mind then you have to learn how to cope with that. And you have to learn that that is what's going to happen every day. So the more you get mad about it, it's just going to affect your entire day in a negative manner. And you already know it's going to happen. So why let that one thing ruin your day? So learn how to control and manage it and then how to handle your triggers. And then you'll have a better day when that thing actually happens and occurs. Number two is keep your negative comments to yourself. When you're not getting along with someone and you make a negative comment, it's only going to affect their relationship in a more negative way. And it's going to continue to have that bad relationship with this person. And it's really just not going to let you move forward. So don't gossip. And it just, it honestly just makes it worse. So if you're going up to another coworker and you're talking shit about someone, of course, it's going to get back to them because office gossip is like the worst thing in the entire world. And no matter who you tell, it's going to get back to that person. And it's going to affect your relationship. And if they're your teammate or your coworker, you're going to have to work with them. And it's also going to affect you pursue your dreams and your career path. Because at the end of the day, if you're participating in office gossip or putting someone down or not being able to work well with someone, when management looks at you and your position and how you're acting in that scenario, they're going to say, okay, actually, Natalie is shit talking this person all the time. She's always fighting this, this one person. We can't can't promote her to a manager because she's acting this way and she has to manage this person. So it's very clear that they're not going to be able to do that. So both of these people are out of the running for that position. You're going to affect your dreams and your career. If that's the situation that you're in, then get yourself out of it. It just makes the situation worse. Don't gossip. In the event that you do have to vent because you are pissed off, like this person just keeps snapping at you, making negative comments, and you just need to vent because 
that you can't handle it anymore, vent to someone outside of the office. Don't vent to people that are actually in the office or your management team or whatever the case may be. I mean, if it's serious and it's harassment, then of course speak up and say something, but don't do this petty gossip of like, oh my God, like I hate Natalie. Do you hate her too? Because like, I can't stand her. She's so annoying. Things like that are just absolutely uncalled for. And you just need to, if you do need to vent about something like that, then just make sure it's with someone outside of the office, like your mom, your spouse, whatever the case may may be your best friend. And then that way you can keep it separate so that when you come into work, you can be professional and you don't have to participate in that environment. Number three is look in their shoes. So take a look in their shoes. Are you the one actually causing all of this negative relationships? Maybe you're the one that's reacting this way. Have you ever thought of that it that way? Maybe this person is literally doing nothing wrong. They're coming into the office and they're wearing orange every day and you don't like the color orange and you're taking it offensively. Like things like that is like, absolutely you can control. And at that point, you're the one that's creating this negative environment rather than that person. Are you jealous? Did they recently get a promotion and you didn't get that position or you've been trying really hard to participate in X project and they were the one that ended up getting that project and now you're just jealous and you're saying that it's unfair or it's biased or whatever the case may be and maybe you're the one creating that negative environment. And when you react that way, when things like that happen, you're more likely to never get those opportunities. So when you handle it in a professional manner and you're able to move forward, maybe ask for help, deal with it in a different way, then management is going to see that and they're going to, maybe you'll get the next opportunity. But when you handle it in a petty manner or you're involving yourself in all this negativity between coworkers and fighting with people and acting jealous, and I don't, it's one thing to feel jealous and that's okay because of course you're going to feel upset when someone else gets something when you've been wanting that and trying hard to get that. But when you react and do things that are maybe really rude or making comments to someone, then that is when you're handling it inappropriately. Number four, and this is the last tip that I have for you because all of these things incorporated are really just going to help you make sure you have a better mindset when it comes to actually working with negative individuals. And by me answering all these things, you can kind of see that you can control your own actions, but you can't control theirs. And sometimes it's negative because of what your actions are as well, because you're kind of feeding fuel to the fire. But number four is spend more time with them and get more, have more time to actually understand where they're come from and why they are the way they are. The more you understand them, the more you're going to be understanding that it's not personal. They're not doing these things to annoy you on purpose. It's just who they are as an individual. Maybe they don't work as hard as you because they don't like their job or they don't work as hard as you because they never really have that hustle. Like they don't, they work that nine to five, they go home and that's it. Some people have it and some people don't. It's just based on your personality and the traits that you have. So the more time you spend with these individuals, understanding them, the better, because you're going to be able to see where they're coming from. And you're going to be able to cope and understand that it's not personal. It's just entirely who they are. So instead of getting mad at who they are, because in reality, they're not going to change. You can cope with that and you can actually understand them and maybe potentially be friends with them. 
Okay, so those are my four tips. And as promised, I am going to just dive into some of my questions. So I'm going to just open up my DMs real quick and I'm going to pick maybe one or two and then we will get right into it. Okay, so this question that I have is about time management and how to prioritize your tasks. So this one is really great because I deal with this every single day. So as you guys may be aware, I have a team that is working with me and I help them with their prioritize, prioritizing their tasks every single, not every single day, but a lot. And I prioritize my tasks every single day personally. So I'm going to tell you some of the tricks in, that I use every single day with myself and with my team so that we're making sure that we do align our priority priorities properly because this is the worst thing with time management a lot of people understand how to complete tasks but they're completing them in not in order and then they're finding themselves missing deadlines and missing opportunities where if their priorities were in order they would have been completing them appropriately so the first thing that i do is i look at everything that needs to be done i write down a list type it out whatever you want to do whether writing it is better for you or typing it out keeping it on the computer is better for you always write out every single thing you're doing and the thing that people miss is that they don't write down the things that take two seconds. So setting up my calendar for the week or going through my notes for a certain meeting, like literally write down every single thing. And if you want to group it in between like things that take two seconds or things that will take over an hour, just write down every single thing. The next thing that you have to do is if you're working with other teammates or you're working with like the management team, it's sometimes good to go over this priority priority list with them as well. Because most of the time when you're working with a group of people, you really can't meet read the management's mind and you don't know what they want done first or what they need done first. Because most of the time everything connects. So when you're doing something, the management team might be doing something else that might help the flow of the company. So making sure you're finishing your your priorities in timelines with theirs as well is really important. So I always recommend, even if it's your first step or your second step or your third step, you're showing the priority list with your management team to make sure it's flowing aligned with theirs so that there is not going to be any miscommunication as to what you think is more important than the other. So writing down that list and saying, okay, one to 10 my ones are most important and all the way down to 10 is the, where the least important ones go. And then that way they can flow together and making sure that you're completing them in a timely manner. So writing down that list and then prioritizing them and numbering them of what order you're going to get them done and what time. And that way you can also add it to your schedule. So it's not only on a list of priorities, you're actually putting it in your schedule as well. So again, one thing is writing them all down and putting them numbered of when you're going to finish them. Like number one is first, number two is second, number three is third and then writing it in your schedule. So from this to this time, I'm doing this. That way, when your management team is looking at your priority list, they're like, okay, great. And then they look at your calendar because maybe they want to give you another project. They can say, oh, this schedule is actually jam packed. Let's just wait until next week to give them that project. So make sure you're communicating on what priorities you have, what things you have on the go. So you're not going to get overwhelmed and then someone else is not going to accidentally overwhelm you with things that maybe they can wait another week for. So when you get a priority from someone that or a task from someone and you already have a lot on the go of really high priority, like really high projects that are going to be taking you a couple days each, 
a great thing to say to the management team without acting bitchy or without saying that you don't want to do that thing in a really nice manner is, okay, thank you for giving me that. What order would you like me to put this in my priority list? Because I have one, two, three of my top priorities, not including the other seven. So I just want to know where you would like me to put that within my priority list so that we're on the same page. And then that way you're not turning down the item. Maybe they need it done immediately and you can't wait. But in this case, you have three top priority things that you need to get done within a timely manner. And that way they're able to either give it to someone else so that it can get done sooner or they can fit it in and reorganize your priorities. Okay, number two is writing a list and editing as you go. So I know I said write a list, but the Again, when you get new items, making sure you're editing the list, not just putting it at the bottom because you got it last. Sometimes you need to shift it and sometimes you need to add things in. So as you go and as you get more things that you have to do, always edit that list. So that's why it's sometimes good to type it out because that way you can move some things around. And number three is crossing it off as you go. So sometimes I like to, for the day, I'll have my to-do list maybe for the week. And then for the day, I'll put sticky notes on my wall. And then when I'm done those things, I take off the sticky note and I crumple it up and I throw it in the garbage. And I know that might be a little bit wasteful, but those are the things that get me really inspired to complete that item because I'm actually like taking it off my wall. So you have like color all over your wall. Then all of a sudden you just take it off the wall and you crumple it up and then that's it. Like you're done that item and it's done for the day. And that's just something that I like to do to make sure that I'm getting it done. Some people like to highlight in their book and highlight it and say, yeah, I'm done this and color coordinate it, make it look nice or just scratch it off on your computer. Whatever works for you, making sure you're actually keeping track of taking that item off to your list. And then you can, when it's crossed off your list, it's off your mind. Okay. So those were my three tips for time management. I know that time management could be a lot more than just me answering these three tips of what you can do to reprioritize your tasks. If you want me to do more time management stuff, then please let me know. Always send me a DM when you have any things that you would really like me to talk about on the podcast. And my podcast has now changed. I know you probably have heard that within my intro, but I'm at your leader in red now rather than leader in red podcast. So at your leader in red on Instagram and literally everywhere else actually. And if you have to contact me, you can always DM me or email me, whatever works best. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I know I said I was going to probably do two questions, but this took a couple minutes to answer. So I will leave it at that. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, be sure to screenshot it, share it in your story and tag myself at your leader in red. And I will look at it and share it. I'm always loving when I see that you guys are listening to the podcast. Thanks guys again. And I will catch you in the next one. 